Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Did he know that you had a camera up? I don't know. It was plain as day in my living room. Oh, so it was a visible camera. It was visible. Oh, plain as day. it was in the corner. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. And and so on one occasion, you see him walk over to the couch and sit down naked? Yes. Did you say anything to him about it? No, because I was so embarrassed. I didn't even know what to say. I was so in shock that he would walk through my house naked, sitting on my furniture. This is the plaintiff, Julie Conrad. She says she rented a furnished room to the defendant and things didn't work out because he would walk around naked and sit on her couch. When he moved out of the room, he left it in atrocious condition and she's suing for the $1,417.73 she had to spend cleaning up his mess. This is the defendant, Lee Taylor. He says everything was fine until the plaintiff moved her boyfriend in. When the plaintiff kicked him out, he left the room exactly as he found it and 100% doesn't owe the money she's suing for. He's accused of trashing the joint. The defendant has filed a camera suit for $1,505 for overpayment of cable and pain and suffering. All parties, please use your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Conrad, you were renting a room to the defendant, correct? Correct. How long had you been renting it to him before he eventually left? 18 months. Okay, tell me what happened. Um, everything was great the first year. The second year was not so great. Um, I rented him originally because I had gone through a divorce and needed the extra income to pay all the bills. I ended up with the home and all that. Everything was fine the first year, like I said, and then the second year started getting worse because he drank a lot, and that started getting to the point where it was affecting our relationship in the home. About the second year after my divorce, I met somebody else. Um, we were dating for about a year and eventually had him move in with me. Um, at that point, I decided, because we weren't getting along the greatest any longer, 
um, that it was time for him to go. My f Why now were you getting along? Um, he he took a lot of advantage of me. I, I always felt this because I was a woman and he was a man and he thought that he could we bully me a lot of times with things that maybe I had not asked him to do. Um, he never bought any of his own things. He used all of my my food, my pans, my salt, my pepper, my any type of thing that I had, my ketchup, my mustard, my dish soap. At first, my laundry soap, I put the kombosh to that. So it was to the point where he just kept taking more and more advantage of the situation, almost like he was living here as my boyfriend or you know, something like that. Are there any rules so it, that you had that he violated? Not really. Um, I pretty much gave him free reign of everything. The room was furnished. I, If he'd ask for something, I'd say, you know, like he asked to use a chair. I said, yeah, you can use that. You can use my end tables. I was pretty open with him. All right. Now, tell me about walking around naked. Well, I have a camera in my house, and he, I don't know that if he knows that I do, but I did. And when I would leave my home, he would take advantage of it like it was his own home. He would walk around the house, check out the windows. He would look to see if anybody was coming, if I was coming home. He would go out the back to see if anybody was in the backyard. It was like he was sneaky with everything. So I got to the point where I didn't, almost didn't even trust him being in my home anymore. Because if you don't have this, you don't have no clue what's going on in your home. Absolutely Did he know nothing. that you had a camera up? I don't know. It was plain as day in my living room. Oh, so it was a visible camera. It was visible. Oh, Plain as day. it was in the it corner. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. And, and so on one occasion, you see him walk over to the couch and sit down naked? Yes. Did you say anything to him about it? No, because I was so embarrassed. I didn't even know what to say. I was so in shock that he would walk through my house <laughs> naked, sitting on my furniture. And I'm sure he's embarrassed right okay. now because he has no clue. Okay. Towards the end of the, of the lease... He started not paying you, correct? He didn't pay me um, for the last, I was, believe it's two and a half weeks before, he, before I finally got him so, off. So according to you, there's unpaid rent in the amount of $410? Correct. correct. Mm -hmm. And yes. then the rest of this is damages. So let's talk about the damages. Um, okay. How did you finally <laughs> get him out? Um, I gave him a notice to vacate within three days and... Um, Basically told him if he didn't leave in three days, I was going to file for an eviction. Right, but then he left. Uh, not after me, pretty much forcing him to leave. I, I what I. How did long was, did he stay after you filed the after you put the notice on his door? How much longer did he stay? He was supposed to be out that Monday. He left on the Tuesday. Okay, so, so he from, stayed one day so longer two, after that. All right, so it was two and a half weeks of unpaid rent. Correct. Okay, so during those two and a half weeks. Um, According to you, Mr. Taylor, during that time, was she doing things deliberately to get you to leave? Yes, ma'am. What was she doing? Well, she gave me a verbal 30-day notice. After that 30-day period, I was no longer able to use the washer and dryer. I came home from shopping on a Saturday morning, and my clothes totally soaking wet were thrown in a box, and then she turned the cable off. Uh, she had uh, sent me numerous texts threatening to turn the power off and this and that, but... All right, did you send him texts saying, I'm cutting your cable and stuff like that? Yes, I did. Did you throw out his groceries? Because according no, to him, you not. threw out his groceries. 
No, I did not. What proof do you have that she threw out your groceries, Mr. Taylor? <clears throat> I came out to cook on the grill and my food was totally gone. And I asked her fiance, I said, Joe, I said, you know what happened to my food here? And he goes, oh, I have no idea. But literally, the only way I could okay. eat was... Let me ask to... you a question, Ms. Conrad. You understand mm -hmm. that you can't do the things that you were doing. Um, I mean, I know it's your house, and I know you asked him to leave, and I know he overstayed, but a landlord can't just... Unfortunately for you, tenants have certain rights, and that includes a tenant that's living under your roof where you now don't want him there anymore. Um, Correct. And you've given him ample notice, and he still hasn't left. You don't get to stop them from cooking or wash or dry, or you, you don't get to, like, make it difficult. I know why you do. I know I, I'm not stupid. I know you don't want to make it easy. And it's a co I guess it's a cost-benefit analysis he never in everybody's left. head. Yeah, I get it. I get left. it. But that what I'm saying is, yeah, but as a landlord, you're not supposed to do that. You're, you can't do that as a landlord. Ms. Conrad, according to you, regarding the damages, you have some pictures that you wanted me to look at? Yes. Mm -hmm. I videotaped the bedroom and took pictures. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, tell me about it. Whose hat is that? His. He left it there. Why do you see what's under it? Like you weren't gonna remove it. Why'd you leave your well, hat over it? What is that? Because What's the problem? It's it's burned to the table. Well, it's just it, it, it's just when I was moving things around that 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 it was put there. Why'd you put uh, the hat on that on that burnt candle thing that has melted it. into the the table? Why did you put the hat on there other than to cover it? And not have a problem well, it was, until it's it, too late. It probably was the cover. It, it really didn't matter. I was already. Why does the anyway. rug? Why does the carpet look like that? Why does the carpet look like that? What on earth were you well, doing? Well, first in that of carpet? all, it wasn't. It wasn't that stained when I left. And when I did, <laughs> about two weeks before I left, I asked her fiance Joe. I said, "Listen, are you going to tear the carpet out and put tile in, like they had been doing throughout the house?" And he said, yes. And I said, the reason I asked was because I was going to get a carpet cleaner and clean it. Oh, he God. said, no need to. Can't use that. No. Okay. All right, Ms. Conrad, let me ask you a question. How do you figure that he's going to play, he's going to owe you $150 to replace a ceiling fan? What's wrong with the ceiling fan? The ceiling fan was broken. Right. But how did it break? Just stopped working? I have no idea. Well, then how is he it that the tenant out? would have to pay for that? Because he came out and Why wouldn't that be that something you as a broke. landlord would... Yes, I understand. Feelings, ceiling fans, you know what happens with right. ceiling fans? Sometimes they break. So if for you to get a tenant to pay for it, you have to prove that they did something to break it. If it just stopped working, that's on you as a landlord. In fact, you should have had well, it fixed while he was there. The end the, table the, the is ceiling. what? The marble table that had the... Stop talking about the ceiling yes. fan. The, the end table is... The one that had the, you know I can see you, right? When you roll your eyes at me? Mm -hmm. The end table is the one, okay, good. The end table is the one with the melted candle, right? Well, I was candle, trying to talk right? and you told me forget it, so all right. <laughs> That's right. Just don't roll your eyes, though, right? Because it's okay. probably not going to help your case if you sass me, right? Okay. I understand. So the end table is the end table is the one with the marble on it that has the, that the hat was right. on, that the melted candle. Yes, ma'am. Were you ever able to scrape the candle off of the, I mean, you shouldn't have to, but were you ever, ever able to scrape the thing <laughs> off? 
And so is it now fine or not fine? No, because it's melt. The table's melted there where it was where it melted down. Do you have a picture of it now after it's go, after you've cleaned it? Is it is it in there? Can you take your your phone and take me into that room, or what'd you guys do with it? I don't even know what, what we did with the table. I don't know if it, I might be in my spare bedroom. Let me see. Take a look here. Okay. Let's Let let's do a field trip. I'm taking you along. Okay. Oh wait a minute. I just lost <laughs> it might be in the dog room. By the way, this is how lovely it looks now. The whole room, it's all redone. Okay. Um, Let me see. No, I don't have it. Right. Oh, here. Here's the floor. My kitty, sorry. But it's all retiled. Mm -hmm. And it's got a nice rug on the yeah. floor. I think it's in my dog room. You want to see my dogs? No, I just want to see the table. Oh, here it is, right here. Right here, it's all melted. You can yeah. see the melting it. Right yeah, here. I you can see, see it. it. Yeah, okay. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Successful field too. trip. Okay. <laughs> so you are suing for the ceiling fan we've talked about. I've seen the end table. Um, your fiance had to clean the bathroom. I am with you. Um, and now the labor, the tile, and the grout. According to him, as you had done with the rest of the house. He had asked your fiance, and your fiance is not here to contradict it, that, hey, do you want me to clean this or are you going to rip it out? Did you guys have plans anyway to update that room and rip out the carpet? We had no choice. That, you, there, that carpet was not cleanable. Even if you would have tried to clean it, that would not have come out. You can see how right, grounded it is. But if someone tells him, don't, I, I, I see how filthy it was. But my question is, if in fact he had that conversation with your fiance, who's not here to contradict him, if, in fact, he had that conversation with Beyonce, that would be the reason to not even try. And, and, and certainly, when an old carpet is ruined, you don't get the cost of new tile. You don't get the upgrade, because court is about okay. making you whole. You see, court is about, it's not like ching, ching, let the cash register ring, bonanza for me. I, I right, I get that. It's, it's just about replacing the thing that was damaged. But... If, in fact, he has the conversation, he says, don't worry about it, we're going to rip it up, then no. it's very hard for you to prove that you're entitled. Right, I can't, I I no, can't say that he didn't. Yeah, I got it. Right, so I can't I, say that. So I believe that you are entitled. Sure. You don't even contest that you owe the 410 in rent, right? Mr. Taylor, you, you admit that you owe the rent, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And then uh, I, I'm pretty sure that with the journey we all took looking at how filthy you left it, that you probably wouldn't <laughs> contest that someone is entitled to $100 for having to clean up the mess you left. Do you? Uh, no, Your Honor. But like I said, the carpet wasn't left that I'm bad. I'm not talking it about the carpet. Bad. I'm talking about how filthy your bathroom was that somebody had to clean it. Well, well, well the, see, the reason is, and you haven't got into the damages, is the reason was is because they were banging on my door to get me to move out. So when I moved out, I had planned on coming back the next day and cleaning and taking the boxes out why of don't the bed. Why don't people just clean? Why don't people just clean before they move out? Like maybe that could be a, a thing. Well, you know, instead of well, always saying I, they're going to come back I, later to clean. Okay. Do you have any any uh, evidence to support the amount of the groceries you're complaining about and everything else, Mr. Taylor, or no? No, ma'am, I don't. I, I wouldn't have saved okay. the receipt for that. Okay, I got it. Uh, I am going to order you to pay the rent that is overdue, which is $410. I'm also going to order you to pay um, prejudgment statutory interest. I am also going to order you to pay $100 in cleaning fee 
for a total judgment in the amount of $510 for the plaintiff. As for your counterclaim against her, I find in her favor. Um, you're unable to prove the groceries issue. And pain and suffering, um, you know, even though I'm not, you know, it was inappropriate of her to not allow you to cook or to wash, to use the washer dryer or those things, um, you know, you ended up uh, staying a lot longer than you were supposed to stay. So I, I am ruling in your favor in the amount of $510 and on your counterclaim zero. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honor. So the plaintiff does prevail in this case. She gets just over a third of what she was seeking, $510. Mr. Taylor, the defendant, uh, number one, what do you think about the outcome? You okay? You got to pay that rent after all? Well, no, that, that's, that's fine. You know, Ms. Conrad was a nice lady. Uh, you know, most of the time I lived there, it was beautiful. But, you know, the judge knows best, so I'll honor that. Okay, very good. By the way, did you know she had a camera, was filming you, walking around naked in the room? Well, in her, in her all, house? All, all that's a lie. You know, I might have went from my bedroom to my bathroom, which is like two right. feet away. Okay. I'm glad you brought well, that listen. up. Well, I had to ask the question anyway, of course. All right. Uh, <laughs> Ms. Conrad, what do you think about the what do you think about the, the judge's verdict? You okay? Well, you didn't get all I'm sad. No, right. And I think I should have at least got something for the work that my fiance did, had to re redo everything in the room and I what I'm satisfied with what she gave me. I wanted my rent back, and that was the bottom line. I ended up having to clean up, and I guess that's what happens when I rent. But as for walking around the house naked, yes, he did. All right. Let's see what the judges have to say now. Here they are. When a landlord does something that truly makes a place uninhabitable or fails to do something that they're legally obligated to do and makes that place uninhabitable, you have a constructive eviction. But sometimes landlord, landlords kind of start pushing on that spectrum. They don't make it uninhabitable, but they make it uncomfortable. And I guess that was a little bit of what uh, she You know, she, she probably crossed the line and uh, should have deducted something. But then I didn't, you know, like, I didn't sit there and try to figure out the value of the little marble table that she right. can't even find and doesn't care about right. and put in the dog's room. <laughs> so it just all kind of comes out in the yeah. wash at the end. But... Yeah, yeah. But I got to say, the, the real hero of the story is her fiance who cleaned that bathroom. <laughs> oh my God. Good Lord. Okay, and wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, marijuana is illegal in California. True. Uh, what I would like to know is what are my rights as a tenant regarding the unwanted odor that comes into my apartment because of the neighbor's marijuana use? Okay, well, it is legal and it's now akin to smoking a cigarette. And the reality is this, that the lease controls what can be done. If you really have a problem with smoke, you know people smoke, you know people smoke marijuana, they smoke cigarettes. If you got a problem with it, put it in the lease that nobody's gonna smoke in the building. And if they won't do it, then you don't have to move in, find another place. But that's the law. If it's legal to smoke, unless the lease says they can't, they can. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Michael Duff. He says he shipped some packages for the defendant, and the guy is stiffing him on the $288.52 he's owed. He doesn't work for free for anyone and is suing for his money here and now. This is the defendant, Miguel Lopez. He says the plaintiff messed up the tracking of some packages he sent through his mail center. And if anyone's owed money today, it's certainly not the plaintiff. He's accused of not sending it in. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $500 for all he's now out. All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says he was hired by the defendant to ship some above-ground pools, uh, but got stiffed by the defendant. Now the defendant says uh, the shipping labels and the plaintiff's negligence caused a bunch of serious problems. It's a case of no one in the pool till I get paid. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Duff, you are the owner of Bethel Mail Service, correct? Yes, uh, yes, Your Honor, I am. And how long have you owned that? Uh, approximately 30 years. Oh, goodness. And tell me what your mail service does. Well, we uh, ship parcels for our clients. We process about 2,000 pieces of uh, mail each day and ship about 100 packages each day. Okay. All right, so Mr. Lopez comes to your uh, Bethel Mail Service, and he seeks at the time on July, what day was it, July 5th? July, July 6th. July 6th to ship three packages, correct? Four packages. Four packages, and he, um, you charge him $288.52 for the respective, for the total of the package shipping, correct? There was no charge. The postage had already been applied by the uh, eBay-based seller, and we were just facilitating the pickup by the, by the vendors. Oh, so you got paid zero. That is correct, ma'am. So how do you eat? <laughs> well, no, that's really. one of how our... No, really, how do you eat? Well, we, we make money by uh, other shippers who actually pay for their products to be shipped, also, we have fax services, uh, notary services, and our mailbox customers pay a fee for us to handle their uh, uh, postage and mail. Okay, so now he drops the stuff off, you get paid zero, and then what happens? Well, the four packages, I believe, were picked up by the wrong vendor. That vendor then delivered them to the post office. From that point on, I, I don't know what happened until much later, after I compensated Mr. Lopez for his uh, loss, I found out that the packages indeed were delivered and one was returned. So my service has fulfilled its obligation within a reasonable time frame. You returned his postal postage 
of 288.52 on what day? July what? Uh, I believe it was the 21st. 21st. And then you end up doing a little more investigation, and by July what, 25th, 26th, you find out that the packages were delivered, and one was returned to that him. That is correct. So, yes, ma'am. Right. So, so are we, am I correct in, in feeling that your assumption that another vendor must have picked it up is just because in the month of July, mid-COVID, the post office took 20 days to mail something? I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out why we assume that you did something wrong. Mr. Lopez, explain to me what your losses are here. First of all, what was it you were selling? Um, I had bought four pools. Um, I didn't want to take a chance of them being stolen. Mr. Duff informed me they that... They were blow-up? What put, kind of pools were they? Blow uh, up they were blow-up pools. Yes, they're like children's okay. pools or pools that you can set outside your lawn or your backyard. Okay. Um, July okay. 6th, I walked in. Mr. Duff said, don't worry about it. Just put the postage on the boxes itself. I asked him, are you sure if that's safe? He said, yes. So I put the postage on the boxes. He told me to leave them in a specific place. I did, that's and I walked nice, out. That's nice, because I bet he cheap. makes money selling boxes. Well, I offered. <laughs> I offered, but he said, right. don't Right, don't you make do money that. selling boxes, Mr. Duff? Yes, I do. Dude, help yourself so you can stay in business. Okay, now, Mr. Lopez, you end up just putting the, the postage on the boxes, and then you leave, and then what's the first inkling you have that there's a problem? I receive an email two days later from one of the customers saying, hey, where's my package? Has it been shipped out? Why would your... Um, Stop a second. You shipped it uh, through the U.S. Postal Service. On what planet are people getting a package in two days through the U.S. Postal Service? You tell me. Why would that oh, be agree, but something that... It, um, right. Okay. What the thing is, is when I dropped it off, because they're U.S. priority mail, they're supposed to get scanned and sent off, two-day shipping, three-day shipping, depending on what the customer pays for. Um, when I contacted the post well, office, Well, what was this? Two-day shipping, three-day shipping? What kind of shipping um, did this, this customer pay for? Two-day shipping. Okay. Four different All customers. right, so that person gets mad because they paid for two-day shipping and they don't have it, and then what happens? Um, I contacted the post office. They opened a case number for me to see if they can locate the packages. They're telling me it hasn't been scanned, so I go back to Mr. Duff. I say, hey, something's not right here. Where are my packages? He's blaming it on the post office. We waited 13 days. Mr. Duff told me to come back on the, 31st, uh, the 21st. I'm sorry. I refunded all the shipping costs back to the customers just stop. as a courtesy. Stop, stop, stop. You refunded what to the customers? Just the shipping the costs? Shipping, the shipping, yes. Okay. And because I couldn't give them I need a proof where that you... I, stop, 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 stop. I need proof that you refunded the shipping costs to each of those customers. I sent um, also a copy of eBay uh, transactions. Got it. Ma'am, can I say something? Hold on. No, don't distract me. Just give me a second and don't take me somewhere else. Um, all right. What date do you want me to look at that will show me proof? Okay. July 8th. Uh, you'll okay. see. On July 8th, I see 1368 refunded to Jennifer. Yes. I see right. 1359 refunded to Justin. And late shipping is the note that's in both. I got it. Okay. What else have we got? 
I don't have any of the other ones as far as the other two that I sent the shipping back to. Then you I didn't refund shipping refund. back because no, no, then you didn't do it because this is your eBay account and that's how you would have done it, right? So you didn't send yeah. any more shipping. So in what planet then would you be entitled to more than the $27? Where would you ever be entitled to keep 288.52 just because things took long when it turns out that what happens, according to the proof Mr. Duff has shown me, and I'm sure you've seen this proof, is that everybody got their pools. 20 days later, yes. Yeah, right. 20 days later. Right, 20 days later. Well, Mr. Duff on the 21st didn't pay me for shipping. That's the total cost of what the pools and shipping would have costed for all four customers. Oh my gosh, that's even worse. So you're, you didn't refund anybody's pools, but you... You got no, from they did him get refunded. The cost they were refunded. Shipping and pool? Show they me were where refunded you refunded before. people for before what? Delivery? You should see right. Stop and listen to my question. The... Look at me, look at me in the eyes right there. They were refunded before delivery. Then when they got delivered, what happened? Were they charged uh, I again? Mr. Duff or did contacted, people get free pools? No. I they got free pools. I contacted eBay and started claims on all four of them. And because of those claims and? were denied because I couldn't explain where the pools were for 20 days, they refunded the customers back the money. Oh, no, 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 no. The claims, stop a second, stop a second. Because you talk and then I don't see the evidence of it. Show me on your eBay account where you refunded the pools for four customers. I want to see that. Okay, if you look on July 31st, it says the payment, where it says payment, eBay refunded back that payment back to them. The negative. No, no, means just a second. Just a second. Withdrawn. Stop. I know what negative means. I'm not an idiot. What I want to know is I need to see proof that that corresponds to one of the four people because that could be you paying for something on eBay. That just says payment. So you show me how that's the refund to one of those customers because when you refunded the the postage to the person, it said the person's name and the reason for refund. So show me how that 6580 isn't just some payment you made on eBay and actually went back to one of those four names. Show me. If you can't show me that, that didn't happen. You know it and I know it. If you cannot show me that that went into those accounts, it's because it didn't happen. And you know what? If you decided to give people $27 for their troubles, that's on you. You know who's not going to be out in a negative space for something the post office did? Mr. Duff. Okay? Especially since most of your claims in keeping that money, you have no proof of. None. I am not going to make him pay for your pools when you can't prove that you're out that money. Everything you did on those pools would be right on the sheet. You know it, and I know it. And if you can't prove it, it's because it didn't happen. You should have never kept this man's money, okay? Let's discuss your counterclaim. You have a counterclaim against him, $500 for lost revenues. What lost revenues? You can't even prove you gave refunds. Explain how you're going to prove to me that you lost revenues. Well, I mean, I do have the paperwork that I can't, I don't have it in front of me, but I did refund back these customers, as well as taking off work. Yeah, you know when you have to have it? You have to have it when you're suing. When did you think you would need it, if not for me today at this trial? Come on, man. On your counterclaim zero, on Mr. Duff's claim, $288.52. Mr. Lopez, what are you thinking right now? I mean, I know I was honest about the case, but she's right. If I didn't have the paperwork in front of me, that's my fault. No question about it. 
I'm sorry. She was she was tough on you. All right, Mr. Duff, how are you feeling now? Sir, I would think you feel a lot better. I feel that it's unfortunate that Mr. Lopez had to uh, experience the uh, what he did. And uh, I guess under different circumstances, we could be great friends, I guess. I don't know. And it'll remain a mystery what happened to those boxes for those 20-some days, right? Well, in my experience, I've never been able to find out why. Yeah, interesting. All right, sir, thank you very much. Congratulations. Okay, let's see well, what the judges you, feel now. Let's join them for another session of After the Verdict. Poor Mr. Duff, the plaintiff, comes in here. He's been in business 30 years, and he goes Sherlock Holmes on it when he gets a couple of, when he gets a phone call, and the guy says, hey, where, where, where is it? It hasn't been delivered. Two days. And this is in July, in the peak months of the summer of COVID-19, where everybody knows the post office is way behind. I remember sending out checks to, to vendors and people I owed money to during that time, and they'd, I'd get phone calls. Yeah, we haven't gotten it. It's been three weeks. Is that your story? And yeah. You're sticking to it? <laughs> Yeah, something like that. But everything was delayed yeah. uh, during that summer. It was no, kind of it was. A mess. It was. But I mean, it, listen, this is so beyond that because, right. you know, he testifies and he tells Mr. Duff he had to refund everything. Right. And he countersues. Right. For lost revenue. Right. And here you're going you're gonna to nail this guy for not just the postage, but for, which you didn't pay him for, right. and you paid the post office for, and the cost of the pools when you know your clients all got the pools. Right. And yet he collected all that from Mr. Duff. Come Mr. on. Mr. Duff, who, who literally would rather make a friend than a profit. Right. <laughs> Sharon wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. Uh, my dog was on a leash, and he doesn't like other dogs. If another dog runs up to him unleashed, and my dog snaps at him and bites him, who's at fault? The answer to me is clear. The other person is at fault for not putting the other dog on a leash, because if the other dog were on a leash and your dog's on a leash, you could keep them separate, and it never would have happened. The other person would be responsible if the dog's not on a leash. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, Jenna Stowe. She says she had a small COVID-safe party with a few kids, and the defendant's unruly child picked up a brick and threw it at her bouncy house, puncturing it. The defendant refuses to pay her for the value of the bouncy castle, and she's suing for its $400 rental cost. This is the defendant, Ashley Fox. She says the bouncy castle already had nine quarter-sized holes in it, and it was already losing air. The plaintiff's trying to blame her son for the damage, but both of their sons were playing catch with the brick that punctured the hole, and the plaintiff should have been supervising them. She's accused of letting the air out. All parties, please your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says she was having a bouncy castle party and one of the defendant's kids threw a brick at it, punctured it, and ruined it. But the defendant says that the bouncy castle already had nine holes in it, so she owes nothing. It's the case of, we got a bounce. I've been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Stowe, Ms. Fox, talk to me. Tell me what happened, Ms. Stowe. You were having a party for your child? Yes, ma'am. you call it a COVID, a COVID safe party for four-year-olds? Yes. How do um, we have a COVID safe party for four-year-olds? <laughs> I'm sorry. We only invited um, a few people that live around here. We live in the country, so we don't really go anywhere. And I invited the people that I knew had had any contact. 
Yeah, you never really know, though, do you? Like in the bouncy house, yeah. all the kids are breathing on each other. I mean, I guess they're four. Um, they're probably not having too much contact with people. But bottom line is, you had a party, and um, what happened to the bounce house? Um, we had the party. I actually had to go to the store and get more ice, so I left. And when I come back is when I found out that Ashley's son, Jaden, had thrown a paved stone into the bouncy house, and it hit and ripped a hole in it. Okay. And um, is... This an accurate picture of the rip? Yes. Um, when it happened, Ashley grabbed uh, a roll of flex tape and put it on the bouncy house where the rip was. But you can see how big it is. All right. So um, did you? So you didn't see it happen, but when you got back to the party, she came up to you and she had her child apologize. Tell me how that went down. Yes, she had um, Jaden apologize to me a few times, but. I was understandably quite angry and didn't want to speak to any of them at the time. So she, she had him apologize a few times, but. Okay. Is this the, the this, is this your hand next to the brick showing me the size of the yes, brick? Yes, that's the paved stone. Yes, ma'am. I'm impressed he was able to pick it up. Okay. Miss Fox, tell me how it is that, that things happened. Talk to me. Yes, we were invited to a birthday party and my son and her son were playing with a brick. And um, Noah threw it to my son, and my son missed it, and it fell through the bounce. Wait, so her son throws a brick at your kid, misses him, hits the bounce house, and you apologize? And make your son apologize yes. for what? Because I don't think I'm responsible for the hole. Because no, both no, boys are playing with it. I know, you're, I know that what you said, if I believed it, would clear you. That is not what my question is. You just described a scenario where, according to you, her son throws an enormous heavy rock at your kid that could kill your kid and instead misses, breaks their own bouncy house, but you brought your son over to apologize. How could both yes, things be accurate because they they you wouldn't close. have anything to apologize for. You would turn around and look at her and say, your son almost killed my son. That's what you would say, right? You wouldn't be making your yeah. kid apologize if her son's rock throwing had caused this. So where does this come from? Because in a million years, you would not make your child apologize to her for that. Your theory okay. that the two of them were playing and the two of them are responsible and how is it that you should have to eat all this? Let me ask you, Ms. Um, Stowe, is there, were, uh, do you have affidavits from any other witnesses, by the way, about how it went down or anything like that? Um, no affidavits. I just have my mother here. She was there also. Oh, did she witness it? Yes, she did. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Can I talk to your mother? Yes, ma'am. Okay, can you raise your right hand, please? Yes, ma'am. Douglas, can you swear in? Absolutely. You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so I hope you got it. I do. Thank you, ma'am. Your Honor? Okay, can you tell me what you saw happen? Yes, ma'am. We were at the birthday party. We had lawn chairs sitting around the bouncy house, and the kids were all playing. Ashley, and I don't know, some family member of hers, cousin, niece, whatever was there, they were on their cell phones, looking straight at their cell phones, not paying any attention to the kids. Jaden picked up that stone and threw it in the bouncy house. 
Jaden is her son? Yes. Okay. No so you saw him do that? Yes, ma'am. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, thank you. Can you go ahead and have your daughter sit back down again? Let me ask you, Ms. Fox, I understand that the boys were playing and your child certainly at the age of four wasn't trying to damage anything. And, you know, I, I don't like the phrase boys will be boys. I think we should raise them to be better than that because um, it's usually a, a phrase used to excuse bad behavior. But, you know, you, you brought him over. He apologized. Like, everything was so perfect until all of a sudden there's a cost to the damage because the idea is you're supposed to be supervising your kid. I'm not stupid. I had kids. I know we don't spend, uh, you know, 100% of the time staring at them. That's how they get into trouble. I know that. But the idea is that you're supposed to be supervising him, and if something like this happens, then you're supposed to, in the position where you're supposed to be supervising him, then you're supposed to take care of the damage, Okay. So I am going to order you to pay her the $400. Good luck, folks. Those bounce houses, uh, they can be a little dangerous when a lot of kids are jumping around in them and bouncing around in them. But if you take a bunch of five-year-old boys and you throw in four bricks or four-year-olds <laughs> and bricks inside the bounce house, what could go wrong? What bricks, could go wrong? Bricks and boys in a bounce right? house. Was, yeah. I guess he got it from outside the bounce house. Yeah, it's yeah. A good thing there wasn't a chainsaw sitting out there or something <laughs> like that, I guess. But, that's, you know, like, I really do wish that, that we could eliminate the phrase, boys will be boys. Oh, what can you yeah. do? Yeah, you can it do something. It gets overused. It can't be an excuse. Maybe, you know, when you have a party full of kids, you also shouldn't have bricks lying around. Right. Absolutely. There's an idea. Okay, Cassie wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. Uh, my ex's new girlfriend continues to post pictures of my child on public social media pages without my permission. Are there any laws to protect a minor child from this? There's not a law per se, but if this is harassment, that's actionable and you can sue. See you next time. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.